Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're having a party, just like the Groundhogs are having a party on my deck right now. Back at home, as the cameras just showed me, several of them. I should, you know, I should, I should photograph them and put them in the calendar next year. Have a groundhog calendar. Oh my God, groundhogs and raccoons! That's unbelievable. Gina and I were discussing your groundhogs yesterday. You want to come shoot them? I'm kidding. I'm joking, everybody. I'm trying to do this the right way, humanely. We were only because uh, Gina's uh, friend is an exterminator. And uh, she's going to come visit uh, your home to see. But she doesn't exterminate them. No, she, she comes and she relocates re- them. Correct. She's very into like doing things the right way. Yes. All that stuff. We'll be meeting her Friday. But then Gina and I were thinking, like, you know, what Gina wanted to know, like, what is the harm? The great the here's the they're harm. doing. They're just as she no, quote said. Hold on, listen to how she put it. They're just living their best life under Jerry's <laughs> shed. And I was fine with it. Yeah. Until I saw them start tunneling near the house That's and by the I foundation said. of the house. Now I'm panicked. Right. Because the last thing I need is them screwing up the foundation. And many people have told me when you start to see tunnels near the house, you got to get rid of them. Then, if they would have stayed back there, I was fine. And I have been for about a year. It's enough now. Then I was wondering if the uh, groundhogs tell their friends that they're living. They're like, does a groundhog tell another groundhog? You ever listen to FAN? You know that guy, Jerry? I'll tell you what. I do play it in the shed sometimes. You know that guy, Jerry? We live under a shed. No, it's nice. No, he is good. No, he's a nice guy. Yeah. No, he's been terrific with us. He lets us live under the shed. I I am scared to know how many things are under there. From this standpoint, I saw a raccoon go under there the Mm -hmm. other day. I've seen multiple groundhogs go under there, and yesterday I saw a bunny go under there. It's like Jumanji under yeah. the shed. <laughs> it's like a UN of uh, rodents living oh under your shed. Oh, my God. It is br- there might, probably mice under there, too, oh, yeah. unless they're being eaten by the by the groundhog and the the raccoon. Oh, yeah. And I did see two houses down from me yesterday. They had a rodent person there. Is that right? And oh. the, on, the, on the van was yes. pictures of raccoons and groundhogs. <laughs> so this is... 
going on all over the neighborhood right now. What about this, Jerry? You get a boa constrictor and just put them on under the shed. I'm going to pass on that. I eat him, I eat have all. contemplated the idea of a dog. Yeah, but you could run into a dog that's scared of uh, right. <laughs> scared of those. But everything things. I read is that dogs will scare them away. Oh, okay. But I don't know that to be true, and I'm the last thing I need is to start waking up and walking the dog and right. going out with the dog, and then the, the cats don't like the dog. I, it's enough. Yeah, what if the dog befriends the groundhogs? How about this? I'm just knocking everything down. Knock it all down, Knock Jerry. it all start down. Start Wide first. open backyard. Who needs a shed? Just get every, get rid of everything. That is interesting what you said about the neighbors. Like, you can see what's going on in your neighborhood based on the trucks parked yes. outside people's houses. Oh, absolutely. Like, I saw the guy across the street from me yesterday. He had a... Um, what do you call it? A lawn guy there. So I'm like, oh, he's taking care of his grass. It's yeah. very nice. And then the guy from down the block from me is taking care of rodents. I'm going to have a rodent person there on Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw an electrician parked in front of my neighbor's house. A very strange name for an electrician, I thought. Hmm. Aggressive electrici- electricity <laughs> or something like <laughs> aggressive electricians. They're very aggressive. Good. That seems like the people you'd like. Come in, get it done quickly, aggressively, get out. I wonder if the groundhogs know that you're contemplating, you know, moving them north. Uh, I think that they have a sense that I'm you not do. happy hmm. because every time I see them now, I go running at them. You, oh, I see. So they're, 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 no, you're not like letting them oh, relax. I'm telling you. Hmm. Tough, right. man. That is tough. It's tough being a groundhog, Jerry. They got to live somewhere too. Yeah, well, up north, not here. Not here. Right. In the woods. Yes, that perfect. In the woods. Two interesting injuries, baseball injuries, keeping uh, pitchers out of uh, the playoffs. One Astros reliever, Phil Maton. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, nailed it, Jerry. I don't know. He is out of the playoffs because he punched the locker after giving up a hit to his brother in a meaningless game against the Phillies at the end of the season. Yeah, that happens. He needs surgery. Yeah, it sucks. Like, he's going to have to go under... Mm-hmm. For surgery, yeah, because he punched a locker after a game in a meaningless game. Yeah, it happens. People are nuts. It happens. I remember Tom Petty punched a, a wall when he was angry, and I did too. Brick wall sh- shattered his hand, and he had to get all that. You did you need I, surgery? I didn't, but I clearly broke something. <laughs> you just a brick wall. Yes, yes, that is correct. Hmm. I was having an argument with somebody. How'd that go? Uh, not well. Not well. And you know what's amazing is how your hand doesn't hurt in the moment. And then like five, six, seven minutes later, you're like, what the hell did I just do? Right. Yeah. So I like I understand. He's I mean, I'm just looking at his numbers. Whatever. They're not they're not gonna miss him. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but Yeah, but it's just strange, like Oh, absolutely. The I David s- Robertson one is 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 more interesting to me. Yeah, that's the weirdest one. That, so, that sucks. So he's on the Phillies. Correct. And he heard his strained his calf jumping in the air celebrating a Bryce Harper home run. So now I will take you back to the, hell? the summer of 1991. 91? I was playing. Where I was. Yeah. I was uh, playing summer league baseball for St. John Vianney. I was a junior going to be a senior and I hit a home run. And came into the dugout. We were all jumping up and down. Partially tore my Achilles. From celebrating your jumping up and down. That is true. That was the end of my summer league. It's unbelievable. uh, So it does happen. I feel for him because been there, done that. Now, 
He's got a lot more at stake than I do. But, I mean, it was weird. I did finish the game because there was no way I was going to admit to it. Yes. Yeah. And it hurt. And I remember I my dad drove me home, and he's like, what the? You're limping a little bit. So I told him, right to the hospital, partially torn Achilles. What do they do for that? Rest, Jerry, just rest? That was, I was put in a walking boot. Oh, that looks impressive. That and looks then, like did something cool. actually, no, I think I was in a cast, actually, because when the cast came off, I had to, like, retrain the Achilles. Like, it hurt like hell to move my foot up and down. So I think that one was actually a cast. The walking boot might have been when I broke my ankle. You don't I don't ex- remember. You don't expect a professional baseball player, though, to get a strained calf Why? celebrating a home run. How come? I don't know. I feel like. World-class in- athletes tear their have hamstring issues just running to first base. Yeah, why is that? They're wound too tight. And in fairness, David Robertson's 37, 38, 39, whatever he is. He's not a young man anymore young in the me. game. Not in the game. Not in baseball. It's not young. So he tore his cab. All right. So he's out the whole That's another thing, thing I did. Jesus, God. You were very injury prone, oh, it sounds I, like. I, well, I've always told you. What haven't I done injury-wise? When I was doing the uh, the kickboxing. I stepped back for a kick, and my right calf popped and got swollen. Did the other the calf muscle? Did the other guy go right for the leg, right for the calf muscle? No, to I, attack it. No, I left. Oh, <laughs> come on, man! <laughs> I thought the guy's like he's weakened his calf muscles. That let me kick, whoosh, kick no, him right there. And it was training. It wasn't work the leg. I wasn't actually sparring. Oh, it wasn't a competition. No, the only injury I suffered sparring was when the guy hit me with a roundhouse right upside the head, and I was concussed <laughs> for a week. I mean, that was never even saw it. Never saw the kick. That was crazy. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Two more off-the-field injuries I'd like to discuss with you, Jerry. Oh, two more in baseball? Uh, no, oh. as these are uh, this is our injury segment. Okay. Uh, Remember when Steve Cohen had that injuriesreport.com, Eddie? Oh, he was going to like, that was going to be his big. Uh, no, that was. That was his big business for a while. Really? Because it was the start of fantasy football. And so, and before the internet really became anything. So he had an in with like every NFL team. So he would get like the, in, the game day injury report. And he would come on with Francesa on the NFL now. And you would get the exclusive Steve Cohen injury report. And then at the end, he would pop his newsletter that he would sell you. And it was all about injuries, huh. and it was for fantasy football. It was brilliant. He made $1 million and retired. He, uh, well, he didn't retire, but he's running serious sports, so all he's right. doing all right. Good for, good for him. Yeah. Uh, the man that was shoved to the ground, Jerry, by, oh, this is embarrassing. by Devontae Adams, uh, has filed a police report. I know. And I love it. I know. Hey, you got to hold these guys accountable. I'm with this uh, guy. A police report? Come a on. A police report. He got shoved down as uh, on purpose by Devontae uh, Adams. Listen, horrible what he did. Horrible what he did. Please. And now he's injured. Stop. He's not injured. My back hurts. I don't believe that. My neck hurts. He my back and my neck. He, he assumed the risk. He broke the law. He ran on the field. He gets what's coming to him. 
No, 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 no. This no. is the credentialed guy, Devontae Adams. You're, Devontae you're talking Adams. about the Not Monday the Night Football thing. Like, no, no, yeah. no. You're talking about Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. That's his right. way off the field. He shoves the this guy. He's a credentialed media member. Clearly on videotape. I was terrible. I agree. Lawsuit. Yeah. Love it. I'm That's normally not, not one for cheapo lawsuits. I don't like this. I like this one. I don't. I do not. I'm with Jerry. I do not. Sack up. Come on now. Yeah, just come on. You know. Stop. I, I agree it was crappy. I am not, I'm not, you know, excusing Devontae Adams. I think he should be fined heavily at some point. And by heavily, I don't mean hundreds of thousands of dollars. But he should have to write out a check to the league to go to some charity. And he should. But come on. This guy probably Stop. was like. Selino and Barnes. Injury attorneys. Injury attorneys. Terrible. But the other one that Eddie referenced and thought I was talking about, the guy with the pink smoke bomb. He should go to jail. He ran out of Monday Night Football. He got leveled by Good. the Rams. Yeah. Good. He's now in concussion. Protocol. Don't care. He should go to jail. Good. I don't care. That is not safe, and that is a terrible precedent to set. Yeah. Well, he's on their concussion protocol. Good. Jerry. I hope that's in jail in orange in an orange shirt. And now I like that the precedent is that it's cool that if you run on the field, the players can just waylay you. Yeah, kick their ass. Now his doctors, his con- concussion doctors said Jerry, he's not allowed to protest for two to three weeks because of the, his a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. They have it for protesting too. Mm-hmm. He's got an injury, so. Got a feel for that guy. No? I don't. <laughs> Not even remotely. They said... That was a good try, though. While resting, he's only allowed to uh, uh, do his protesting via the internet. He's going to just, you know... How much time you work on this? I'm just now. <laughs> on the fly? <laughs> on the fly. This is an on-the-fly report. Right. Next time, they're going to put that stupid thing on his head that the quarterbacks have to wear yeah. during practice. <laughs> Please, if you're going to run on the field with pink smoke bombs... Make you, you should wear a helmet. You imagine that memo on Roger Goodell's desk. Both of these two. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, someone's uh, filed a rep- police report against Devontae Adams and the guy that got leveled with the pink smoke bomb running onto the field on his own uh, is now in concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. Hmm. That's what you get. He's lucky he didn't break a leg. I would reach out to Tua Tagovailoa if I was that guy and be like. Hey man, you or talk? Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, you guys or anybody talk, else? You guys want to talk about concussions? Because I got one now, thanks to the Rams. Yeah. Well, his happened during a game. This guy's shouldn't have happened. I think that guy Tough. was protesting pigs or something, right? About uh, the treatment of pigs. Yes, correct, I believe so. They do say pigs are very smart animals. Yeah, and yet, look and, what we do to them, and we shouldn't eat them. I don't disagree with that, but this is a conversation I've had with you many times. Yeah. Quick break, 535. When we come back, we will get into something else. Uh, Then Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock on the fan. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.